0: 45-hour post-education for Florida Real Estate Sales Associates by Edward J. O'Donnell. Follow the legislative mandate to increase professionalism of licensees. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical textbook or an ebook. Just click on the link below to purchase. At the beginning of each section is an introductory paragraph designed to set the tone for the units. In that section, a second paragraph given the reason for focus of the subject area described. The sections comprise 14 units. Each unit in the manual is divided into the following parts. Unit material, key term practices, and answers to the discussion exercises. Each unit overview offers a summary of the subject area covered. Each unit in the textbook lists learning objectives. Key term list is a teaching vehicle at the beginning of the unit rather than alert you at the beginning of the unit. Only the important terms used in each unit are listed. Many key terms from FREC Course 1 for Sales Associate are used in the unit, but are not identified as such in the textbook. This post-licensing course is a follow-up course building on your knowledge learned and experience gained rather than repeating Course 1 material. Each unit in this manual contains a fill-in-the-blank quiz using some key terms shown in the unit. Near the end of each unit in the textbook is a short synopsis of the major points. Practice exam multiple choice questions follow each unit and are similar to those found in the practice final exam and on the end of course exam. The answers to the quizzes are at the end of each unit in this manual and in the answer key in the back of the manual. If you think that a textbook would help you, you again have two choices. You can purchase a physical textbook. Or you can purchase the ebook. Just click on your choice to purchase. A glossary of key terms is included to help students increase their real estate vocabulary. Section 1, laying the foundation for a successful career. Unit 1 talks about legal issues and risk management. Unit 2, fair housing and the American with Disabilities Act. Unit 3, business planning and time management. Section 2, obtaining listings that sell. Unit 4, prospecting for listings. Unit 5, pricing the property to sell. Unit 6, making the listing presentation. Unit 7, listing contracts. Section 3, selling real property. Unit 8, working with buyers. Unit 9, sales and option contracts. Unit 10, writing and presenting the offer. Section 4, Financing and Closing Real Estate Transactions. Unit 11, Exploring Mortgage Alternatives. Unit 12, Acquiring Financing for Property. And Unit 13, Closing the Transaction. Section 5, Analyzing and Managing Investment Properties. Unit 14, Analyzing and Managing Investment Properties. And your practice exam answer and rationale. Final word, many students have a negative view of the post-licensing only because the attendance is mandatory. This is an excellent opportunity for you to gain from the educational experience. I will do all I can to help you become more comfortable and competent in your real estate activities. I want you to know the rewards you'll receive in the business from study in each area being presented and discussed. I will throughout the course be making and keeping the learning alive, examples from my professional experiences to make teaching points. If you think that a textbook will help you, you have two choices, a physical book, or again, you can purchase the e-book. That's your choice to purchase. Your guide, Vinnie DeRosa, Florida Real Estate Licensed Instructor Since 1980 part of Florida Real Estate University. 45-hour post-licensing education for real estate sales associates, Edward J. O'Donnell, Dearborn Real Estate Education, unit number 13, closing the real estate transaction. Well, there are 10 steps, maybe more, to a successful closing. Okay, 10 steps. Disclose everything before the contract signed. Yeah. If you hide it, it's going to come up. Write and explain the contract carefully. Select lenders and title agents who meet deadlines. Yeah. Tell the lender and the closing agent what is expected of them. Yes. Prepare a sales property sales information sheet. Give the closing agent a copy of prior policies if they're available, and that would be nice if the seller could provide some of that stuff. Give the closing agent a complete legal description. Give the lender and title agent the use of your email so they can contact you. Use a closing progress checklist and close the buyers and sellers side separately. We'll talk about that. Boy, email has made things tremendously easy. I can remember when we used to use couriers where paperwork from title companies to real estate companies went by courier. Someone would come pick it up and take it there. Or you would take it there. Then we went to fax machines. You know, and that was the be all, end all. Man, that was great. I mean, uh, faxes made life so much easier. And now everything's done by email. So those are the steps to a successful close. Now, the road to the closing is a path. All right, so you get a contract, it gets signed. The contract pending sign goes on the listing because it's contract pending. The status gets changed in the MLS. Uh, there's a deposit to the bank or the title company. The loan application by the buyer has been started. Again, this is this is the way the course layout is. Not me personally. Uh, property inspection. Any contingencies are cleared. Appraisals are done. Loan approval. Title insurance gets ordered once we know there's going to be a title uh, a loan done. Post uh, inspections you know, are ordered in case there was some other things that needed to be done because a title company or something else came up. Uh, required repairs are done. They should be have done in the earlier stages. Work completed and approved. Survey has been ordered, again, earlier than my cases. Buyer buys homeowner's insurance, yeah. Insurance policy to the title insurance agency, so they have copy of the homeowner's, yeah. The buyer and seller contract closing date is set. Yeah, we should have done that sooner pre-license uh pre-closing inspection. Yeah, we want to do that, make sure everything is done that was according to the inspections. Closing documents to the buyers and sellers so they can get, you know, all their stuff together. Buyer gives the amount due at the closing. We have a closing, sign closing the documents, received. commission check to the broker, uh, take the sign and lockbox off the house, letter to the buyer and seller and follow up. It's hunky-dory. It's real simple, isn't it? Well, in the real world, things don't always happen that way and they don't follow that sequence, but that is pretty much all the steps in the sequence. So some things may happen faster or in a different order, but those are pretty much, you know, 20 plus steps that you're going to take, if not more along the way. Pre closing duties, sold sign on the property. I don't know. Some people want to put sold, some want to put under contract, you know, in the MLS. Um, make sure the funds get the deposit if you're using a title inch agency get a receipt which you have to do by law check to see the buyers applied that should have been done way before you even get this far get contingency cleared as soon as possible if there's anything that provide access for the appraiser the appraiser has access without you getting all that kind of craziness order title insurance and order the wdos again the sequence of events are based on history and again in that Seminar that I'm going to do on working with buyers exclusively, I'm going to show you how to make your life a little bit easier. Some more duties. Order required repairs. Don't order in your name. Yeah, uh, the buyer's responsible for it. No, the seller's responsible for the repairs, if that's the way the contract reads. And, you know, the seller, I'm sorry, the seller's responsible for getting those repairs done, unless it was, you know, negotiated with the buyer was going to do that and reduce the purchase price. You know, get work approved by the buyer. Well, they've already asked for it. We've already asked for it in the seller. The seller takes care of it. We verify that it's been done, and we're done. Order surveys, yeah. Uh, survey companies, you know, some have specialties. Find out who has the specialty that you're looking for, because not every surveyor will do topos or seawalls or a, a sinkhole mitigation. I mean, so there's different types of surveyors out there. So if you got certain concerns or wishes or desires, find one that knows what you're doing. Buyer gets his homeowners insurance. Yeah, I usually tell them, "Who do you have your car with? Who did you have it up north or wherever you're coming from? See if they can insure you here in Florida." Uh, accompany the buyer on the pre-closing inspection. Yeah, we do a pre-closing inspection the day before, not week before, not you know three weeks before, the day before, to go through and make sure the punch list has been taken care of. Re- review closing documents with your client, your parties. Yeah, give the buyer fingers figures to get certified check. They'll know what those are. The title company will provide them with the figures and then make sure that, uh, you know, there's checks are all there for the closing to take place. And again, with all the electronics that are out there now, everything's changed within the last few years that it, it's almost seamless. So the closing statement, there are things called prorations. Something is going to be paid for in advance and some things are going to be paid for in arrears. Most likely, Every title company uses the 365 day method. It's based on the last day the seller owned the property. <clears throat> so if the closing is on the first, prorations are as of the first, the last day of the owner, the seller's ownership. Property taxes, normally paid in arrears. So it's a debit to the seller because they haven't paid it yet. But they owe it. Closing statement. Prepaid items. Taxes. Lender add three months to three months to on the three months to months. Lender adds three months to two months of closing. I don't know what the hell that that's that's a mistype. If the loan is closing in, in August, lender will add eleven months to the escrow account because of where the payments are usually placed as far as escrows. Insurance, buyer pays the first year, lender adds two months. Prepaid interest collected for the number of days remaining in the calendar month of the closing. So again, taxes and insurance is a funky way of doing that. They want to make sure that they have enough in the escrow account to pay it when it comes due. That's all that's the reason it's there because it may be going up, maybe going down. Documentary stamp taxes. There is a tax collected on the deed and the note. Seller normally pays for the deed. Buyer pays for the note. Yeah, the seller is the one that's giving title. They pay those taxes. The buyer's getting the mortgage. They're going to pay the note tax. The deed stamp is $0.70 per $100 or fraction of thereof of the sale price. The note tax is $0.35 per 100 or that fractional amount of the note. Collecting on a new and assumed mortgages, not collected on a mortgage subject to. What's the difference between that? Well, if I assume your mortgage, that means there's a new person coming in and taking over and being responsible. There's a tax. But if I take your mortgage subject to what you have, I'm not assuming the debt. You're still on the hook. So, there's some there's some savings there for the buyer. Intangible tax. Huh? This is charged on the new mortgage you just took out. Only on that. And it's a rate of two mils or .002. Another tax. State of Florida, think about it. Every single day has closings. All these tax revenues from every single closing, every single mortgage. Gazillions of dollars every day going into the pot. <clears throat> closing disclosure must be used in federally related mortgage loans also used in many other loans. The closing disclosure has five pages. There's a page of parties, property description, lender, settlement agent, and summary of the transaction. Itemization of settlement charges for each party. Totals from the pages are transferred then over to page number three. Summary transaction shows the amount due from the buyer and the seller's proceeds at closing. Additional information about the loans, Loan calculations and contact information are all on that closing document. And again, back when I first got started, back in the late 70s, early 80s, closing statement was two pieces of paper. That was it. All these disclosures have developed over the last umpteen years. It was very simple and quick. Closing disclosure must be used in a federally related mortgage loan and also in many other loans the closing disclosure act has 5 pages we talked about those again there are certain disclosures that have to be given and summarized so they want to make sure that everyone knows what's going on so those 5 pages is the closing and as an agent you're responsible to go through that and understand it prior to the closing at the closing table they talk about separate closing reduce confusion and lets the title company focus on each party. Closing disputes are not arbitrated, ar- arbitrated by the closing agent. I've, I've got some pluses and minuses on separate closing rooms. Uh, unless they're out of town, I like them in the same room. If we've had a good transaction where everyone is satisfied and happy with the results, it's a time for the sellers to say goodbye and the buyers to say hello And so they can give them some insights that they would not normally get. They're not adversaries unless the other agency has caused a problem. And I've had very successful dual closings with the buyer and seller sat across from each other. There's nothing confidential about the information that's being disclosed. It's on the closing statement. Oh, they can't see this. Well, they're going to get a closing statement. They're going to see everything on there. Your pre-closing duties as an agent. Well, give the commission check to your broker. Pick up your sign lockbox, send letters of thank you to buyers and sellers, visit the buyer, and seller, follow up, and send a notice to the MLS that there has been a closing. And again, it, it's frustrating where agents don't provide that information to the MLS that the property is closed, and you go try to go show it, and they say, oh, it's already been under contract. Anyway, so much for unit number 13. We'll see you in unit number 14 coming up. Hi, this is Cousin Vinny. Our sponsor, floridarealestateuniversity.com, meets state-mandated Florida real estate education, offering pre-licensed, post-licensing, and continuing education courses so you can learn it from the comfort of your home or on the road. Visit our sponsor, floridarealestateuniversity.com. Please take time to visit our sponsors at cousinvinnynetwork.com. Without them, this network would not be possible. That's C-U-Z-I-N-V-I-N-N-I-U-Network.com.